going on, everybody? Welcome to Rock Vegas. Um, we got a few things to talk about today, which I didn't think we would. Um, I thought uh, this quarantine thing was going to kind of stall all Raiders news, especially after they ran out of money, or so we thought. Uh, pretty cool uh, use of the money, in my opinion. They took the money that they were using for Eli Apple. I think he failed the physical. They took that money back, and the Raiders gave it to Demarius Randall. Actually, pretty much half of it to Demarius Randall, who I think objectively is a better player. I know they play different positions, but I think Demarius Randall is better for this team than Eli Apple. Uh, we had lost depth at corner, which we didn't really have a lot of to begin with, which is a problem, but I do expect them to address wide receiver and corner a lot in the draft. I, I hope they do. But uh, again, you got to go with value. Um, you can't just reach on corners, can't reach on wide receivers. You, you got to you know trust your board and you know Mayock's going to do that, but um, they are going to need to attack that position big time. But uh, Demarius Randall is is good. I mean, he's a good player. He's easily our starter, starting uh, safety, uh, starting, I think, free safety, right? Um, uh, he'll pair well with Abram. He can play over the top, kind of roam uh, sideline to sideline over the top, uh, allow Abram to kind of get aggressive down low, which is what we all want to see out of him. I think that was what we were missing badly last year, especially with all the yards after catch you'd give up and stuff like that. So it's nice uh, knowing he's going to have somebody that's not Curtis Riley over his head uh, or, uh, you know, I love Eric Harris. I, he plays his, his ass off, makes plays too, but, you know, he's not super consistent and probably shouldn't be starting. But uh, having Jeff Heath and Harris as depth is nice. I didn't want Jeff Heath to be the starting safety. I it, I don't think he's bad. I just I thought there was a better move to be made, and, and the Raiders made it, in my opinion. Uh, if Abram and Randall go down – or one or the other, but if both of them go down, which it is possible last year, the Raiders lost both their starting safeties by what the, the charger game Thursday night, they lost Joseph and Abram, uh, Abram really early, <laughs> both night games, huh? makes you think, right? Maybe, maybe we should just be playing during the day. <laughs> Cancel night games, especially not at the Coliseum anymore. Cancel the night games. Uh, so Joseph and Abram go down by almost, what is that? Halfway through the season. And, uh, we're stuck picking DJ Swearinger who couldn't cover anything I mean he can make a big hit when you need him to he can tackle but holy shit that guy couldn't cover and then uh Curtis Riley Eric Harris and all that that's not a winning safety core you know I mean the whole DB core besides Mullen was ugh. but um the crazy thing oh man I, I was at that Tennessee game last year fuck Swearinger and Riley and everybody else we made Ryan Tannehill look like Dan Marino like oh my god so we this depth is much needed. Again, emergency situation, you could be starting Jeff Heath and Eric Harris. It could be worse. You know what I mean? Uh, if those two were to go down. So I like having that. I still want to add a young safety in the draft. I, I still want to try to get maybe like uh, a Winfield type situation or, or, or somebody – Somebody like that, somebody that can play over the top. Uh, I'd prefer to stay away from Delpit. I'll get more into that later. Later, I don't, I don't really like Delpit that much, but he does play that way, and that's what the Raiders need to add. We don't want to add another box safety as as much as much fun as it is to have like two great tackling safeties and guys that can blitz and hit hard and stuff. We will get shredded by Mahomes if we have two box safeties back there. So they will need to add some kind of like. A guy to play behind Randall, a young guy, that'd be really nice. Um, mixed in with all those guys, I'd feel great about the position if that was the case. Um, another thing I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people, I, I hate the familiarity thing. 
I think it's overrated. So, uh, for example, a lot of people want the Raiders to sign Drake Kirkpatrick now because he knows Gunther's system. And, uh, yeah, they shouldn't because he fucking sucks. That's that's why that's why you shouldn't sign Drake Kirkpatrick. I, why would you sign a bad player? I, I just, just hey, he knows this. Gives a shit. Fucking Daryl Worley knows the system. Bring him back. He, he's not great either, but he's objectively better than Drake Kirkpatrick. So, there's guys that know the system, but they still have to be, like, you know, able to play. You can't. It's not like basketball where you can have Jawan Howard for fucking twenty years. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just taking up a spot or or uh, uh, who's the guy? Udonis Haslam. You know, still getting paid by the Heat. It's not like that. You don't you don't want to waste a roster spot uh, in the NFL, despite having so many of them. You don't want to waste a spot on somebody that cannot play and won't play. Um, and it's not like he's gonna play a lot of like special teams and stuff too. I mean, Drake or Patrick, I, maybe he does, but he's got a lot of injuries. Wasn't very good. And I also think Raider fans maybe want to like they view, they would view that if like he came here and played well if if Drake or Patrick came in and had like a pretty good season decent season they'd be like oh man we finally meet, won the Palmer trade somehow which that's a loss that trade was a loss it set the franchise back for years it was a panic move even though they would have made the playoffs that year I I think if Campbell hadn't got uh, hurt that trade fucked the franchise. And then also before that, even though I loved Richard Seymour, they hadn't had a first round pick in forever. They traded it for Richard Seymour. Uh, and then they traded uh, two of them for Carson Palmer, who was retired, basically <laughs> retired without being released. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, that's one thing I didn't, I don't get the familiarity thing. And also let's stop pretending like Gunther is, you know, Robert Sala or, or some of these great defensive coordinators that you see. I don't, give a shit about Paul Gunther's system to be honest like there's fits now that like there's I'm going to talk about some guys that are going to fit that system but I like them overall as players too I don't care about drafting guys like how they did last year Cleland Farrell they draft Cleland Farrell you said that's exactly what I'm looking for in a defensive end in my system it's like yeah but he's not I won't say he's not good yet but he had a bad objectively a bad rookie season it's there's no metric that was good um he got a few sacks I still think he's going to end up being like a solid maybe above average player I don't I think he's smart enough and works hard enough. It looks like he's working with the right people in the offseason. But drafting guys to fit a system where your defensive coordinator might not be there. They brought in Rod Marinelli, who I think is going to take over by week eight in a disaster scenario where, you know, the Raiders are playing, you know, decent on offense, but their defense is just getting fucking gashed every every game. I do see Rod Marinelli and, you know, half of the Dallas Cowboys defense coming over here for a reason. Um he's definitely like how Mariota is for Carr, just in case it goes bad. So and then, you know, who knows what happens next year? He probably just takes over, you know, if, if, if it isn't good. If it isn't good enough for him to be fired. If it isn't bad enough for Gunther to be fired, but it isn't good enough to give him a second year, you have Marinelli already in the house. So I, I definitely think that we need to stop being like, oh, if it's Gunther's system, like Gunther's some stalwart here that he just, you know, pencil him in for a career here. Because, look, even if, even if Gunther was a great defensive coordinator, he'd get a head coaching job somewhere. So you got to just draft good players, man. they got to fit your system to, to a, an extent. Basically, like, you know, with your edge rushers, I think that's that you kind of got to see how, how they rush the passer in certain systems. you got to draft kind of accordingly to that, which is kind of what you did with Farrell. But, like, again, Brian Burns would have worked, I think. Um, Josh Allen – it wouldn't have been the perfect fit, but I think he can just win a one-on-one. -on -one. He could put his hand in the dirt and rush. He did that with Jacksonville. So just draft good players. Don't worry about if they fit here. And same thing goes in free agency. Acquire good players. Don't get Drake Kirkpatrick just because, oh, well, he played for this defense. I don't care. It's not good. I, I'm pretty sure the Raiders, there's about three or four corners in this draft right now that the Raiders could easily get that would start over Drake Kirkpatrick. 
wait for the camp cuts too. You never know who's going to get cut. Um, there's all decent guys that get cut in camp. So, uh, yeah, I, that quick rant. Um, really, that's not what the episode's about. That's kind of the only real news that I've been seeing. There was a, a Derek Carr thing with uh, uh, Malcolm Smith, which I thought was stupid. Just dumb. Like, okay, not dumb in a sense that Smith is wrong. Not dumb in a sense that uh, th- those of us who are critical of Carr, I could definitely be that guy. Um, I don't think anyone's wrong. I think, again, Derek Carr's a league average quarterback. So, yes, Malcolm Smith is right. If you surround a league average quarterback with above average talent, he's better. I mean, whoa, shock. You know what I mean? Yeah, Carr's not fucking Mitch Trubisky. He's pretty good. Like, he's pretty good when he has everything going. I just think there's a ceiling set with Carr. And you could say anything you want about that 12-4 and four season. There were a lot of fortunate finishes in that 12-4 and four season. Not that he didn't play his ass off in those fourth quarters. Not that we didn't have, you know, Khalil Max ceiling games, freaking picking off Cam Newton and, uh, 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 you know, basically single-handedly winning that Bills game at the end and, and stuff like that. There were a lot – there was a lot of hero ball, which was one of the best things I ever watched. But I don't think that was ever going to be sustainable. I do think that, like, a 9-7, and 10-6 and six with a really good team is Carr's kind of ceiling, almost like a, like a Cousins kind of scenario. Um, so that's where my criticism comes in is that if you can get better at that position, do it. He's not a guy to where he can be the unquestioned starter to where you pass on, you know, a Pat Mahomes in the draft because you have Carr. That, that you don't do that. The Chiefs didn't even do that. And they have a quarterback who win – was probably better than Carr Smith, Alex Smith. Kind of the same thing, though. He needed a loaded team, Alex Smith. Mahomes has a loaded team, but he kind of can pick up a defense, like a bad defense. Alex Smith couldn't. So uh, Pat Mahomes didn't have a great defense last year. They played well down the stretch, but he carried him for a lot of the year. So um, anywho, uh, that's kind of the thing about Carr. I, Malcolm Smith wasn't wrong, but I just it's kind of just like a we're quarantined, let's debate something. I didn't see it as much of a much of a thing we are objectively the Raiders were not a good franchise for the last 17 years so anyone saying that it was kind of a toxic environment you shouldn't be that shocked it it sucks it sucks to hear you like to think that that Del Rio scenario was really good but there's a lot of reports that Del Rio didn't really was kind of half-assing everything out there he was kind of showing up late to the everything and you know they want it's better I guess to have a guy like John Gruden who shows up at three in the morning to watch film I, I look again if you win it doesn't matter but the minute Del Rio started losing, you could tell that team was falling apart. So I I, I think Malcolm Smith was right, but I think Carr's had, had good talent around him. That He's had a very good offensive line for most of his career. And uh, so when you say talent, it's really the defense and who he's throwing to, which I'll, I'll agree for, for the most part wasn't great. Um, I just don't know that if you do sound, surround him with a – you know, to say they say they would double down on receiver, um, Jerry Judy and uh, Denzel Mims at 19. You had two just awesome receivers. I don't know that I'm still thinking it's a top offense in the league. I think it's a good, efficient offense. I think you could win with it, sure. But again, I if I had the opportunity to upgrade over Carr, I didn't see that this offseason. I didn't see free agency wise an upgrade over him, uh, of clear upgrade, I should say. I think they did the right thing bringing in Mariota, but. You just shouldn't need perfection around you to win. To be paid what he's paid, to be viewed as how he's viewed, I didn't see – I don't see that out of him. And uh, it's frustrating at times. When when he's on, he looks great. He looks like a top-five quarterback in the league when he's on. And uh, when he's off, though, it's – you can't – it's unwatchable when he's off. And and look, say what you want about the the weapons. He had a few – guys that stayed there all year you know Waller was there all year 
Um, and Renfro, for the most part, I think he missed a couple games, right, with the ribs. But uh, for the most part, was there all year. There were games where he couldn't hit either of them. Couldn't hit it over, overthrowing, lobbing balls to the sideline. Look, when he's off, he's terrible. When he's on, he's good. I think if you have a chance, if you found a slam dunk quarterback, somebody you loved, uh, you you take him. I don't know if I see that this year, realistically, where the Raiders are picking. So I'm, I'm ready to go with Carr. Let's just buckle up and let it happen. Try to load the team up. And then maybe next year. Maybe next year's the year you just put a crazy trade package together and try to get, you know, like a Justin Fields or something. You, you never know. So uh don't don't go crazy don't get rabbit ears over the malcolm smith stuff i don't think what he said was inherently wrong um i whatever not a big deal you know what i mean like like ed reed and all other guys have been critical too you know what i mean there's there's winning cures it all if we start winning you don't hear this type of shit you know what i'm saying so uh anywho let's uh let's get into let's have a little fun so i went the last four or five days i've been kind of just watching film I, I don't have access to all 22 stuff i so it's tough to like do, scout the safeties and stuff like that and also i'm not a big just like film guy i didn't really play a lot of football growing up i didn't uh i i'm not like a film junkie i just know what i like to see you know i could be wrong about a lot of these guys but i know when i watch this person i say hey i'd like to see that guy on my team and i think he'd fit in well here so that's don't take my word as as anything more than just a guy's opinion um but I'm all, I don't know shit about coverages and, you know, diagnosing certain things. And, oh, man, right here he should have read and, you know, read this. <laughs> you know, he should have he should have stayed back here. That's actually blown coverage on here. I don't know anything about that shit. This is all just guys I like watching. So uh, in that case, uh, I'm, this is just my rock hard edition. We're rock hard for these guys. I don't mean it like that. My name's Glenn Rockney, but we're rock hard for these guys. Hmm. I see why people may be confused about that. Uh, anyways, uh, number one for me, this is 10, 10 guys and – I didn't do any offensive linemen. I didn't do any uh, um, quarterbacks or anything like that because uh, one, I you know, I have time, but I don't have that much time. Jesus. Uh, two, I don't know what the hell offensive linemen are supposed to look like in college, and I'm wrong about them a lot. So, uh, man, I remember Luke Jokel. I, I was like, oh yeah, Luke Jokel. He's an early offensive lineman. We're good here. You know, Greg Robinson, all those guys. I couldn't tell the difference between those guys. So. I'm not going to pretend like I do. I, I picked guys that kind of skill positions, wide receiver, uh, and then DB and safety because that's what this team needs badly. So, um, again, these are guys that, that uh, over here at Rare Candy, we're rock hard for. Not like that, though. Um, number one, uh, I, these are guys aren't in really any order. It's just the order I watched them in. But this is a guy I've always wanted since probably since draft season kind of started. Um, I'd been put on to him, and I, I can't remember who posted a lot about him. But uh, I, I just love the way he plays. And I think if we were to add just one more linebacker, I don't want to do it early because I don't think that's necessary, especially with defenses playing in the nickel mostly nowadays. So you're, you're only going to have two linebackers anyways. Um, the Willie Gay for, for Mississippi State, he's a playmaker. And I, I think when you have Littleton and uh, Kwiatkowski out there, you don't have to get Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen. And I, I do think those guys are both really good. But I don't think Willie Gay is that much far behind him. I think there's some character concerns with him, which with this COVID-19 stuff, I don't know if the Raiders are going to get to the bottom of that, but I take the gamble. Um, he can blitz. He can rush. It's it's crazy. He can blitz. He can rush. He can cover. Uh, he's a hammer. Like I, I he, There's one clip, 
I can't remember who they were playing, but he just goes from his like from the middle. Or I think it was actually the other side of the field. Just comes over on like a toss and cracks the dude on the sideline uh, right before the first down marker. Knocked his knocked him backwards like a, a good form tackle too. Um, he gets a little aggressive sometimes, but I again if I don't they don't have to start him. So if they were to get him in the third round, and you have some decent linebacker depth, which it would be nice, right? You know, after after last year having to, you know, get Will Compton, who was decent, but you know, you shouldn't have had to dig that far down, is I guess what I'm saying. It wasn't that deep of a position to begin with. So I'd love to get a nice day two linebacker. Uh if you watch him in the twenty eighteen Bama game, Willie Gay was everywhere. So they got their ass kicked by Alabama, but it was just because Mississippi State couldn't get anything going on offense. I don't even think they got a touchdown on the board. But um but I this is when Mississippi State had uh, Abram and uh, um, Jeffrey Simmons there and Montez Sweat. So their defense was was legit, one of the best in the country. Uh, but Willie Gay was just as, standing out just as much as all those guys, and they were all first-round picks. So it, really, really good. He um, he gets interception. I think he, he sacked Tua once or twice in that game and then had a really nice pick where he, he dropped into coverage at the last second and, and – uh, Tua never saw him and it was a really nice play on the ball I, I would love to add this guy I, I think he goes late second early third uh, mainly because of the character stuff because he's really fast he's one of the fastest linebackers in the draft so um, there's really not other concerns other than the character but I, I gamble on it third round pick I gamble every time uh, any really anything past the second I'm gambling on 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 character I mean to an extent obviously you don't want like a lot of you know domestic violence and stuff like that but I have to look more after what he's what he did do but it sounds like he just got kicked off the team um it sounded like a team conduct thing which uh you know see what kind of leadership's there at the Raiders now I, I think it's better than it was but we'll see we'll see what's there now it, uh, it'd be nice to bring somebody like in him in to test it out with and see how much you can get out of him so uh definitely Willie Gay's on the rock hard list so we're rock hard for gay um and I don't mean it like that so uh <laughs> the next guy is uh C.J. Henderson out of Florida. He's probably – I mean, Okuda's the best. I don't even view Okuda as a, as attainable. I think when I make, like, my list, it's like, yeah, he's Okuda's one, obviously. But, like, I don't even, like, talk about him when I talk about the corners for the Raiders because that's not happening. I see all these scenarios where people are like, oh, this quarterback's going to go here, this quarterback's going to go there. I The Raiders would have to make a move at least five spots, and that's like a disaster Akuda scenario where everybody decided they wanted Herbert, Andrew Thomas, uh, Tristan Wirfs, all the Simmons. So they would have to trade up to seven. I don't know if we need to do that because there's a guy like C.J. Henderson in there, and uh, and I like Fulton too, but I, I like Henderson more. He's the he's like cornerback two to me. Um, he's a ball hawk. He he makes plays. He's um, the ball skills are not like Akuda, but like he's able to get aggressive. He can. Uh, he can jump routes and and stuff like that. Take it to the house too. Um, good blitzer too. It's weird because he he doesn't tackle that well in the run game. But he's a great blitzer. He he shoots out of a cannon. It's like he must have rushed off the edge. Like man, he's not that big, but it's like he must have had some edge rush experience somewhere because it looks natural to him. And uh, again, I don't think the class is all that deep. There's a I got a, another guy on the list that I love, but after that guy, um, uh, that I'll talk about later, I don't see. I don't see a lot of uh, I don't see a lot of corners that I can that could start, and uh, unfortunately, that's the one position the Raiders have to get a starter in on defense. They have to come out of the draft with a starter there. Um, so I think go early. I'm I'm all in on corner at twelve. I'm all in if, if Henderson's there, take him. 
so again, 19, and I have a bunch of receivers later that I'm going to tell you about on this list because I love the day two, day three receiving class here. I, I mean, I love the whole class. So you don't have to take one early. I'd love to come out of the draft with C.D. Lamb and C.J. Henderson. That'd be my number one. That'd be my number one scenario. Uh, maybe maybe the next guy on my list too might could be could be mixed in one of those two picks as well. But this could be that would be a, a backflip scenario. A uh, uh, pop the expensive bottle of liquor. That's that's what happens if if we get like Lamb and C.J. Henderson. But I don't think C.J. Henderson gets past Dallas or uh, Atlanta. So again, I don't really want to trade up with 12 and 19 i don't i don't mind moving back from 19 if if you don't like the board there but i don't really want to trade up i don't think it's necessary especially without a second i'd we got to get a second round pick i'm going to be talking about that a lot on this list got to get a second round pick so uh so far willie gay cj henderson on the rock hard list uh next guy is uh, not really uh, you know everybody likes this guy i don't know anybody that doesn't you either like him or you haven't watched him yet, or you you get like drunk off Alabama, where you you are like, dude, I already watched fucking Anthony Jennings, I already watched uh, you know Trevon Diggs, all this kind of stuff. I don't want to watch Xavier McKinney now. Like I, that must be what the only people that don't like him with, because this guy does everything. Uh, Xavier McKinney, safety, number one safety in this class. Uh, I don't consider Isaiah Simmons a, a safety. Uh, he's just like he's like a gadget player on defense that isn't that you can use all the time, you know what I mean? Like in every scenario and, and probably elite at all of it. So I don't consider him to be a safety, even though that might be where he ends up playing. Um, but McKinney is safety one. He's not just a box safety. Alabama like to use him in the box a lot, but there's, there's definitely plays where he's kind of on the back end, uh, breaking up deep balls and stuff like that. He, he can do them both. And I would love to add him with the safety room. This is, I made, I, I the Randall, acquisition i see a lot of raider fans saying okay safety solved no it's not randall's on a one-year deal he's on a two-year deal get a guy with the fifth-year option <laughs> you know what i'm saying that way you can have mckinney and abram for at least three to four years so um that would be awesome mckinney and abram would be an alpha secondary uh regardless of the corners and uh i it's crazy man like you even in that lsu game i was watching it Alabama's defense got worked against LSU. Jamar Chase is crazy, but McKinney was still making plays. Uh, it was one of those games where it wasn't a great game for him. It wasn't a great game for anybody there, but he was he laid out Burrow a couple times. Like he he was making plays and uh, hit Edwards like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is tough to hit, tough to tough to really rock backward. But he he's good. He doesn't always go for the big hit. Can make the big hit uh, if you're trying to jar a ball loose or something. But he he's a good like wrap up and and kind of like he'll he'll wrap the tackle up he he can arm tackle but it doesn't look like an arm tackle it's not like a michael huff uh arm tackle you know it's 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 good he he's keeps everybody in front of him he'll miss a tackle but every safety in this class has missed tackles it's uh i think he's the what i like about him the most is that he will make a mistake but he's athletic enough to correct it and i think early in your career that really helps and you know some coaches don't like that because you don't really learn right and but you look at a guy like max crosby who there, I saw uh, I saw Mark John on Twitter. Love Mark John. He he's he said today Max Crosby for not really knowing the defense uh, is so good. And all the Raider fans, he's a Raider fan, but like all the Raider fans came after him. Oh, he doesn't know the defense. Wow, talking shit about Max Crosby. It's like no, it's been in actual press conferences. I think Gunther and other guys have said it. Like he doesn't know what he's fucking doing yet, and that's a good thing. 
because once he does, it's like, okay, maybe we have JJ Watt Jr. on our on our team. Maybe we have like you know the Neil Hunter Jr. long arm guy, super athletic. And then once he figures out what to do before the snap and not just reacting to stuff, hey, he's gonna be elite. So <laughs> lay off a of Mark John, guys. But that's how I feel about McKinney. So McKinney might have stuff that he doesn't really know yet, but there's good depth, good veteran depth at safety on this team that could definitely help him out. And then he can make mistakes and then still have the athleticism and, and he corrects his mistakes all the time. I've seen a lot of like all 22 breakdowns of him where they're like, ah, oh, this isn't where he should have been, but look at the fucking play he made after, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, sign me up. I'm an X man. Let's do it. We're rock hard for the X man McKinney. Uh, next guy. Holy shit. I had been seeing his name pop up in certain mocks I, i've seen him back into the first i think pff had him uh back into the first i mean pff's mock is not happening they they do like contrarian mocks it's hilarious like i i like um sam and and steve at pff i i do like them and i i do use their data as a kind of a reference because it's all you really have if you're not a film guy you know like you it's it's easy to when your team picks up a free agent you can be like oh i know that name but then you look at the grade and you're like oh fuck that guy hasn't been good in like three years you know and that you could tell I'm a Raider fan, right? Because that's half the fucking people we used to get on this team was like, oh, I remember that guy. Like, remember that year when they, they signed, like, Maurice Jones-Drew, Justin Tuck, and all that kind of stuff with uh, Dennis Allen? And you're just like, oh, shit, man. This would have been awesome in, like, 2010. <laughs> but we got did it in, like, 2013, and it was awful. Um, yeah, so PFF, I do use their data for, for stuff like that. I am not a premium member. Holy shit, man. That, that's like, let me get out the checkbook for that one. Go to take a bank loan out. Come on, PFF. But the nonetheless, they had uh, this next guy back end of the first, and it's the first time I had seen him. I, I talked to other people on Twitter just back and forth, and they think he's going day two, day three. But I think this is one of those guys that teams actually really like, like more than we think. There's always a couple guys that hop into that first round, like Terrell Edmonds and guys like that, which whether that's a good pick or not, I don't know. But it, there's guys that pop into the back end of that first round and he to me is a disaster scenario first round pick for the Raiders and I'll tell you why we don't have a second rounder and um if the board doesn't look right at 19 if you don't like the wide receiver value there if uh if there's the the top three guys aren't there at, at uh, 19 which they by any mock draft I haven't seen any of them be available at 19 um, I think Ruggs, Lamb, and Judy, I think the hype is real. I think the NFL hype is real on all those guys. I don't see a scenario where they are available at 19. So if the Raiders are able to find a trade partner, maybe somebody wants to come up and get Jordan Love or uh, whoever else, uh, maybe one of the tackles or uh, something like that, if they can move back to maybe like 24 and 25, maybe back a little further because I think they're going to want to pick up a second. I, I don't see Mike Mayock leaving this draft without a second-round pick. Um Anywho, let me get to the guy. His name's Jordan Elliott, uh, defensive tackle out of Missouri. I love Javon Kinlaw. I, I'm I like Derek Brown, but I, I don't know how how good of a three down guy he's going to be. I, I feel like Derek Brown's not going to play the snaps I want out of my first round pick. That's the only reason. I think Kinlaw's a three down tackle. This guy's the third guy for me. Uh, Jordan Elliott's really good. He's really quick off the snap, but. Um, I think the thing I've been seeing now with like edge rushers and uh, tackles and stuff is, is they, they like <laughs> Aaron Donald's like the Steph Curry of, of NFL in a sense where everybody wanted to do what Steph Curry did once they found out that it worked in one games, you know, like shooting 
fucking 10 feet beyond the arc and, and just nailing it and pulling up. And then you'd see guys who have no business doing that shooting that way. And you're like, Oh, come on. Yeah. S- sit down. You know what I mean? Like, uh, come on, Karis Levert, stop trying that. And, uh, and Jordan L or I'm sorry, Aaron Donald is kind of one of those guys that he guesses. But like we said with McKinney, he's so athletic that if he guesses wrong, it's like, he's still going to make the play. But I see a lot of guys that don't have that athleticism trying that, especially in college. They're just guessing in the run game. Uh, Daryl Taylor was like that. I was trying to watch some Daryl Taylor, and it's like, dude, he has no clue where the ball's being run. No clue. Bites on every misdirection, everything like that. Jordan Elliott, man, he makes his initial move, and then he just his eyes are always up. His eyes are on the ball, and I, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Like it's weird, man. I I know he he doesn't. Maybe he's not like the physical freak or something. I, I didn't look at his combine numbers, but he wrecks the run game. And then I I didn't see a lot of linemen that were able to block him one on one interior linemen. So. You know, he's not like the insane pass rusher that Kinlaw's ceiling is, but damn, dude, this guy, to me, this is a guy who does fit that Raider system, whether it's Marinelli or Gunther. Um, and he he fits it. It's like the Geno Atkins uh, rusher, you know, the, the that, that interior rusher that can penetrate, but still just you don't have to take him off the field. Um, I still see Jordan Elliott as like a disaster scenario pick where – Again, you don't have any of the top corners available at 19. You don't like the value there. You trade back, um, and then you know you still don't love the value of anything else there because I think the back end of the first is really weird here. I think that's where like the Murray and the Queen and uh, those guys are going to go, and I don't know if those guys are super high on the Raiders' board. I, it doesn't seem like they are. I think they wouldn't have attacked linebacker this hard in free agency if they were super high on those guys. Um, so I, that leads me to believe I think they're really high on the top corners and the top uh, – uh, receivers. So uh, again, it, you could. It's like at that point you're just like, okay, I finally have to pick here. Like I have to pick. I can't trade down anymore. Nobody wants it. I gotta pick. Just take a guy like Jordan Elliott. I think he can start. Um, load up the defensive line. Do what do what San Francisco did. Just I, I don't know what the hell to do here. Let me take an awesome athletic defensive lineman. Now I have four of them, and then you could trade them for a first round pick like the Colts foolishly did. But look, you know, you it's you can never have too much. It's like relief pitching or just pitching in general in baseball. You can never have enough pass rush. Also seems like you can never have enough DBs anymore or receivers. So when you don't know what to do, take a guy like that. Um, dude, his South Carolina game, um, uh, where it's basically Kinlaw versus Elliott, obviously not against each other, but you, you, you could watch both parts of that game and be impressed because Kinlaw played great that game too. But Jordan Elliott, man, he was all over the place, man. Like I, like I said, if Paul Gunther does still have a little bit of pull in this organization, I can see him like saying, "Hey, Mike, can we get this guy somehow?" I, it's, it's crazy. He's he he's he's not selfish. He doesn't have to make the tackle. He knows what he has to do on each play. Um, you can see times where he's just trying to absorb all offensive linemen, let his linebackers go to work. I love that. Um, yeah, Jordan Elliott, rock hard, rock hard for Jordan Elliott. Uh, let's get to some receivers. I got three in a row here. Um, I've always liked this guy. I hate his university. Um, I think his university stinks and puts out overrated offensive talent quite often. Uh, Sam Darnold talking to you. Uh, Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman Jr. I should say, uh, that's going to get Gruden rock hard right away. Just that name. Um, I guarantee you he's already watched every snap he's played. Um, was one of probably one of the first receivers they scouted. I think he fits this offense oddly well um you see him you know kind of like doing Alshon Jeffrey Allen Robinson type stuff but he he's like kind of more athletic than those guys like 
as far as like run, catching and running after the catch, he's so good after the catch and doesn't look like he's running fast. It, it, um, if you ever remember like Arian Roster or Aaron Roster, Aaron Foster, uh, uh, running, it it never looked like he gave a shit on the field. And <laughs> Arian Foster will actually will probably tell you he doesn't really didn't give a shit about football that much. He was he was trying to kill wolves and stuff. But <laughs> I love I love Arian Foster. Uh, the the but when Arian Foster would run, it would be these like big strides, and he kind of looked like he was just like like skipping through a field. But then he'd be like running past insane insanely fast linebackers, like oh Bobby Wagner, see you later, you know. Um, that's that's kind of the way Pittman plays too. He's really big, and he's really he he's not just like a contested catch guy. I think he's better than T Higgins. I think he's way better at this, um, at all facets of receiver than, than T Higgins. I I don't know why he's not a first rounder. Like maybe because of the class being so deep. If it wasn't this deep of a of a class, I think he's a first rounder. Um, he gets separation. He he wins. He was he was beating the shit out of uh, Darnay Holmes in that game, uh, the U uh, USC game. He he played really well. Um, he always seems to be open deep too. And, uh, and he really is really good at finding like soft spots in zones. I think Gruden's going to think he's a real smart receiver. You got to be a smart receiver to play for Gruden. Um, which again, I've complained about how that sucks. Like, cause sometimes the receivers that aren't that smart and are really athletic are better picks and your offense shouldn't trump that, you know? So again, that's my, probably my biggest critique of Gruden besides challenges and shit like that. Um, Michael Pittman. Love him. I absolutely love him. Reminds me of Allen Robinson, but it's uh I saw somebody say and I and I hate comparing guys to where they were, the you know, what school they went to. Like it's like people you go Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray, and which isn't true, but they're both small black guys at Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Like and and it, Kyler Murray's way better and it does throws the ball better, runs better. It's I don't like doing this with that because it's kinda lazy. It's kinda just I'm not good at player comps to begin with, but Michael Pittman, I did see Juju as a comp, uh, and it's pretty good. I, I think I think it's pretty good. Um, he's a tough guy; he can make tough catches and find soft spots in the zone. Has a little run after the catch ability. I, there's nothing. Uh, what all you Jalen Johnson fans and and Utah f- uh, defense fans like? If you watch that uh, Michael Pittman, what he did against them, torched, torched. So I I really want this guy on the Raiders, man. Like I, if he was the first receiver they took. Guess who wouldn't be mad? Me. Uh, like I'm saying, like later in the draft, if they just ignored it, went double down on defense, and then took Pittman as their first receiver, you wouldn't see any complaints from me. I'd want another guy after that, but you would not see complaints from me. This next guy is crazy because his quarterback is so bad, so bad. Um, school honestly under has underperformed for a while, but uh, uh, he's out of South Carolina. It's Brian Edwards. He's good. A big guy. Big guy, like kind of good solid build to him, but he can run. He can run. And it's not straight line speed. It's it's he has that, but he can run. He they like to hand the ball to him and he he did it just fine. I was like, what the hell are they motioning this big tight end looking guy over? Oh shit. Takes the ball and you know, makes like a seven yard gets gets uh, like he's got two guys on him in the backfield and he turns it into a seven yard gain. Um really you have no idea how much they wasted him at South Carolina. You'll see him like hit an awesome like double move on a guy, and then it was like guys like Tyler Holinsky, I think was his quarterback, just not nah, nowhere near. It hits the fucking chain guy, guy holding the chain with the ball, and and he's it's like oh not even close. Didn't even didn't even give him a chance. Um, again, I I think Gruden likes the top three receivers, but I I could totally see him falling in love with 
like a Pittman, Brian Edwards, like later in the draft, a couple other guys I have on here. I could, or one other guy I have on here. I can see also Gruden falling in love with. And if they don't, if they don't address receiver right away, do not panic. There is depth in the class. Objectively speaking, I haven't heard anybody say that this wide receiver, not even like one of those stupid shitty, like it's getting near the draft and I'm running out of takes. So you make up the like, well, let's talk about this wide receiver class. It's not really as deep. Nope. No one does that. I've seen people do that with quarterback classes. I, they did that with Andrew Luck's quarterback class. Um, they're, oh, it's actually not that good. Uh, it's like, no, it's it's nobody's doing that for this wide receiver class. So you will be able to get number one wide receivers that are not named CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs. So I, there's a chance the Raiders could get Michael Pittman and Brian Edwards, and guess who'd be happy? Me. I, I'm, I'm all in on CeeDee Lamb, too. And it's fine if that happens at 12, but – that it's not like it's not the dire need just due to the what's available in the class as corner is early in my opinion because it falls off a cliff corner does after on after like midday too uh so yeah brian edwards he he's his game speed is like it's as good as anybody else i see in the class i mean you know it's not it's not rugs but i i just i'm saying he he can get separation just as good as any of those guys um I think he's another guy that you don't see a lot of people talking about, but I do think he's going to go a bit higher, like second, third round. I think he'll go a bit higher than what other uh, kind of draft Twitter has him at. seems like draft Twitter has him at like fourth or fifth round, and I think some of these guys are going to go faster. You're going to see like a crazy run, I think, on day two, just crazy run of receivers. The minute like two go off the board, everybody's going to want to get one. So, um, yeah, Pittman and Brian Edwards, those are huge uh, – big body receivers that can run. Uh, and that's, that's what I think John Gruden wants guys that have hands and can run. So, uh, next guy I love, uh, man, this is the reason I don't think you have to take. And this specifically is Henry Ruggs. You don't have to take Henry Ruggs because there is Brandon Ayuk or Ayuk, I think is his name. You have a guy like him who I, I actually think he's, he's very fast. He's electric, um, good kick returner and everything, but I, he plays kind of like a Debo Samuel. So not as tough, but he, you know, you, you can use him the way you use Debo is what I'm saying. He, I, you know, he's not a crazy contested catch guy, but Hey, don't count it out. He, he can get up there and he's going to, he's going to be physical with the DBs and, and get up there, but you can screen to him. You can hand him the ball. Um, he's got great double moves. He'll, he'll be running, which I think is awesome in a Gruden offense. Cause when you lull the defense to sleep with slant routes where you're gaining seven, eight yards, cause you got wide receivers that can run, then you hit him with that slant and go. And I've seen Brandon A. You torch people on that. Um, it's, uh, yeah, again, he's a great kick returner. I don't know what the hell that means in NFL nowadays. Hopefully they go back to, like, the XFL rules. That'd be sick because I, I love a good kick return. Um, so, yeah, Brandon A. You, awesome. I, I, I think Gruden's going to love him, too. I, I think I think he's one of the guys. That's my prediction. I think Brandon A. You's one of his guys. Like, he, he'd totally be a grinder on Monday Night Football. I think Gruden wants that. I think he does. I think Gruden likes rugs, but again, Raiders like size. If they're taking a receiver early, if you want to say Gruden's like Al Davis, which I do believe he is, kind of like a like an Al Davis uh, disciple, um, you know, as far as what he looks for, uh, I I think he likes size just as much as speed, because Al Davis didn't want like a little tiny receiver, not in the first round. He picked Hayward Bay because he was big, man. He was big and fast. Hayward Bay was like 6'3". 
mean, he sucked, but I mean, you see what I'm saying. It's it's not like a lock that he picks rugs. You can't just be like, oh, man, the Raiders, oh, man, this is going to make Al Davis smile in heaven uh, when they pick Henry Ruggs at 12. It's like, maybe, but I don't don't pencil that in. Shit. Like, they always talk about what dead Al Davis would love to do on the, on the draft. It's like, okay, okay. Yes, we get it. He likes fast guys. Like, jeez. Such a lazy thing to to talk about on the on the on the draft uh, programs. Like, oh, Al's smiling from heaven with his sweatsuit and stopwatch on, and it's like, no, I, I mean, he's probably not because Henry Ruggs is five eleven. That's why <laughs> he wants big. He likes big corners, big receivers that can run. Hands, eh, you know, take it or leave it. Right, catching the ball not important. Uh, so yeah, Brandon Ayuki. Scott hands run. He can catch. He gets physical. Um, great after the catch again. I. I I think they're going to want the guys who are great after the catch. That's why I think C.D. Lamb is Gruden's number one receiver and should be. Uh, so, yeah, eight, again, I got Pittman, Edwards, and Ayuk as three receivers I love. We're rock hard for those guys, and let's let's do it, man. Let's do it. Don't, don't fall in love with the top three. Let's let's let the board fall. Let the uh, Take advantage of the depth of the class. So the next guy is a safety. Uh, his name's Kayvon Wallace out of uh, – I love apostrophe names, man. When you got an apostrophe – in your in your name and you can say the first letter just as like k and then and then apostrophe von awesome like kayla von chase on love that name too it's a winning name and uh so Kayvon wallace is uh also similar I, I love antoine winfield i think he's a bit small and i think he's gonna get a kind of over not overdrafted because i do think he's really good so you can't when a guy's really good it's tough to say you overdrafted for him so i don't know if that's the right word but antoine winfield um i think I got questions about him, uh, like just being a like a tackler to be a first round safety. You know, what I mean, I think you have to you have to tackle along with cover, obviously. So Kayvon Wallace can cover. He's also kind of the same guy where you know the, the run game. He his angles aren't aren't great. Um, if he's the last guy that the running back's going to see before going to the house, uh, J.K. Dobbins can show you about that. It wasn't pretty, but he. He reads routes. He he's a he's a playmaking free safety. And and again, I do think Antoine Winfield is probably better than him. But Antoine Winfield is going to be drafted higher. I think this is a guy you could get later. Again, one of those disaster scenarios where there's no good DBs in the first round. This is another guy you can still keep on your board and eventually start for you. In my opinion, uh, he lets he, another guy that will let Abram be himself um, in the box, and he could roam over the top. And man, there was this play against uh against uh, the hell am I uh, Ohio State the Fiesta Bowl uh I think it was KJ Hill just runs like a quick slot curl and and Kayvon Wallace was way back and he saw it right out of his right out of his hand and he should have picked it off and and walked into the end zone he didn't but just the just the anticipation and stuff that gets you rock hard you know what I'm saying and uh I like I like him more than Grant Delpit I I I have a take on Grant Delpit I think he's Michael Huff Jr. I can't ugh I don't, I don't want to draft him. His tackling is so bad. Like again, a lot of safeties that are cover guys aren't going to be the best tacklers, and they're going to miss them. And there's no way they should be the last line of defense. That means something went wrong before that. But Delpit can't tackle at all, man. Like it, it's, it's bad. Even his great year, like his tackling still wasn't good. That that 2018 season. So I like the value better with Kayvon Wallace, and I think you're going to get you know the same thing in coverage as him. So, uh, and, you know, again, he went to Clemson, and Mike Mayock likes Clemson. He loves those, like, blue blood programs. That's what scares me about Delpit. It's like, damn it, dude, they won the national title, and that's going to be the guy he wants, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, Kayvon Wallace, I'm all in on him. The next guy, 
I really, really just want this guy to be a Raider. He has the attitude of a Raider, old school Raider. Again, does not fit the size in the in the slightest of what the Raiders like at corner. So this would be uh, kind of a, a different type of player, only in, in terms of size, because he does everything else that the Raiders love. He does everything else that Mayock likes in his corner. He's physical. And this is a Meek Robertson out of uh, Louisiana Tech. Dude, this guy... He, I don't know how tall he. I, I think he's like five eight, five nine, very small. He plays like he's like six three, and playing in the seventies. I mean, but he's play within the rules. You know, what I mean, at the line of scrimmage, he was shoving around. Uh, was it Colin Johnson? I think, and then there was a guy out of Missouri too, another big receiver. He was on, and he was just like, like bullying him, man. Pickpocket. It's like Patrick Beverly. Like if you watch Patrick Beverly in the NBA, that's what it was like watching him play corner. And you don't see that much anymore. In fact, when you watch these corners, and I'm kind of new just the last couple of years, I, I pick some guys I like to watch. So I don't know a lot, but you don't see a lot of guys play press anymore in, in college because they just like to keep the ball in front of them and make a tackle. Robertson will get right up on the line and press. And I know the Raiders value that. And people will go, oh, okay, he's small, so put him in the slot. No. I mean, yes, sure. But a bound, he's a good boundary corner. Legit. He, I mean, again, these Colin Johnson and guys like that are like six five, and he's just shoving them around like like he's six five. Just like again, I I think he might be CB two, uh, uh, corner two if if the, if he was bigger. That's how good he is. He he is like he's real physical and and he doesn't really get called for PI a lot. Um, which in college they're getting real sensitive about that, and he's handsy, but he within the first five yards. You know what I mean? Once you see him going down the field and people taking shots at him down the field, which does happen, obviously, right? You're going to pick on the 5'8 guy. Um, he doesn't really get that handsy. He plays the ball. Um, he'll body you up. Uh, one of the coolest plays, and uh, you know, this doesn't mean anything really for your draft prospect other than just the athleticism, but he took a uh, – against FIU, he took a onside kick to the house, which I've done that in Madden like twice, and I – I had to stick my chest out a little bit and uh um yeah I, I love I love this guy's game. I I've seen third fourth round just from people I'm like talking to and these are just fans. We're just all just talking people like me who just like to watch this stuff. We shouldn't be paid for it. Uh <laughs> you know what I mean? We we don't have the knowledge of, uh that a lot of these other guys do. Um we're cooler um than like Daniel Jeremiah and people like that. That's the problem is we're cooler. We just don't know as much. So maybe that's cuz we're so cool we don't need to. Right, Raider Nation. Uh, anyways, the uh, Amik Robertson. He he's probably gonna go day two. I think. I don't see the fourth, fifth round for him. I I don't I don't see it. I I think all you have to do is literally watch one game of him and realize that the size the size doesn't matter. Okay, we're rock hard and size doesn't matter. Okay, that's that's all I'm saying. And he uh he'll I if I'll put it to you this way. I want the Raiders to have a second round pick. If their second round pick however they trade, whether they trade up from the third, back from 19 to get a second, I don't care. If their second round pick is Amig Robertson, people will say it's a reach. I will not care. I think he's that good. And would he be starting day one? I don't know. Maybe maybe the size does come and play in the NFL. But these guys he's going up against, he went against pro prospect wide receivers. It wasn't, this wasn't, uh, you know, like people have the problem with Jeremy Chin, who I also think is really good. Jeremy Chin didn't make my list because – He's just Abram too, in my opinion. Like same kind of concept as Abram, like the Cam Chancellor 
type thing. I don't. We we don't need two of them. They're awesome. And I hope he goes to a team where I can go for him. I hope he doesn't go to the fucking Chargers because that's where every good defensive player that I like goes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Robertson, if he is like a second round pick for the Raiders, you won't hear a complaint out of me. I, I'll be a little shocked, but I'll take I'll take him. So, uh, last one. Last one for me is uh, this guy's not really a sleeper. Um, BD Williams did a really good. He's banging this table for the Raiders. BD Williams. BD Williams is is that's his that's his number one. I think for the Raiders in the in the first round. He wants Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. I want him too. I'm a little scared that we won't know what the hell to do with him, or we'll just pull a Josh Allen and be like, nope, not interested, even though he's good. And they'll they'll get too systemy. In our system. I don't know if he's in like an edge. I, he shouldn't be just one thing because he can play off the ball really well and really athletic, crazy athleticism, good recovery if he makes the wrong choice um, and plays the run well, hard hitter, always looking for the strip sack. He can rush really well. I would, oh, man, on a third down package if he was our rusher. Because I do I do think they want to kick Cleveland Farrell inside. They said last year they didn't have you know, as much depth and they put him there. I do think – Cleveland Farrell was drafted to be one of those hybrid guys, I think. The guy that you could, on third down, bring in a lighter guy off the edge and put a bigger guy like Farrell in the middle. I think that's what they want, and I think that's what they're asking him to do in the offseason. Even though last year they tried to say, oh, we'll put him back on the edge on third, and he did play well, um, or better, I should say, uh, once they did that. But I, I do think that's still the end game with him. Um, so I, I think it would be nice to have a good rusher off the edge um, for third down. And then an off-ball, he's like an off-ball linebacker if you, if you need him to, too. You know what I mean? So, uh, good outside guy. Doesn't let guys get by him in the run game. I, I'm i a huge fan. Again, B.D. Williams, if you want to watch, uh, go to B.D. Williams. He's one of my favorite followers on Twitter. He's got some awesome uh, takes on uh, on on B.D. Williams. There's some good breakdowns. Definitely better than what I could give you right now. So, I would just refer you to him. But uh, he's a Wisconsin guy. Really, really productive all over the field. Again, another disaster scenario guy. Uh, with uh, Jordan Elliott, I talked about Jordan Elliott earlier as one of those guys. It's like, look, man, what do we do? And our draft board fell apart. Well, you know, you could get Jordan Elliott, start, be your starter. Or, or like, you know, they might even – don't rule out the Raiders taking a lineman too. That's the other thing. My other take is do not rule the Raiders out of taking a lineman. More like an interior lineman, cutting Gabe Jackson and, you know, Lester Cotton and guys like that. Don't rule it out. Tom Cable – for whatever reason, has like the most pull out of any assistant coach. <laughs> I, it's like he, I saw them like basically nutting over Makai Becton at the combine, like just a, a big like triangle jerk up there with Mayock, uh, Gruden, and Cable. Just oh man, five one, oh shit. Like so, don't be surprised if it's a if it's a lineman early. Don't be surprised. I'm just saying, like after like a trade back, I could see it. So, uh, but yeah, Zach Bond's one of those guys where if I'm at the back end of the first and it's like ah. There's, our biggest needs are wide receiver and corner, but you know we didn't get them. But it's like I still just want to leave the first with a nobody's letting me trade down. I want to leave the first with a good player. Take Zach Bond. Take the guy that rushes the passer, knocks the quarterback down, makes tackles in the run game, plays off the ball. He had a really I think it was against Michigan State or no or Illinois. I can't remember which game it was. And man, he just he faked a rush, like fake like he was going to rush, and then dropped back into coverage. Man, the quarterback net fell for it immediately. Threw it right. Put it right into his chest, took it to the house. Like it, it was, we need guys like that, man. After watching Whitehead and and uh, like trading for Aaron Curry back in the day and stuff like that, man, I want a versatile linebacker. So, 
Um, we did get some in free agency, but I, I'd love to have one on, you know, fifth year option or maybe a, a four, you know, four year contract to guy, guy that you could just plug and play. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my list of 10. A couple guys that didn't make the list, uh, that I love, um, just, you know, I only wanted to do 10 and maybe, I like these other guys more maybe, but I, I love KJ Hamler. Another one of the things is if you don't feel the need to take rugs high, that's fine. Ruggs is one of those guys where, like, if you take him early, no problem. I think he's going to be a great receiver. I think he's not a John Ross. I think he's a, I think he's the real deal. I think he's more Tyreek Hill than he is John Ross. Hopefully, he treats his kids better. That's all I'm saying. Um, the uh, the <laughs> fuck. Sorry, thinking about that prick Tyreek Hill that I want the good version of. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the KJ Hamler is crazy. He's so small. I think he's like five eight, five nine, but he's really fast. Good, good wiggle to him. He get, gets separation whenever he wants. And then, man, I you think the guy like that's not going to have any contested catches? But he against Minnesota, good secondary. Minnesota. He's, you know, the quarterback would throw it low because he had a guy over the top of him. Real strong hands for a little guy like that. I think that's a that's another guy. Again, he doesn't have the 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 thickness that that. Ruggs has Ruggs is not a skinny guy so like that's kind of one of the things I think separates him he's kind of like Tyree Kill he's got got a good build to him he's just not tall so Hamler isn't that and and maybe there's questions about him going over the middle but I would love him as like a Will Fuller uh role you know I mean on the Raiders it stretches it open like if you were to get you know Pittman CeeDee Lamb Brian Edward or really like Pittman guys like that uh who can work the middle of the field, go deep and stuff. But then you just have a field stretcher that the safety always has to be prepared for. You can't load the box, stuff like that. I'd love, I would love to get a guy like KJ Hamler. Didn't make the list, but uh, uh, also, like I said, Jeremy Chin, I think he's just a bit redundant with Abram. Um, They're obviously committed to him. Uh, I, again, you can't bank that Abrams is going to stay healthy because the way he plays, he might not stay healthy. So that is always a thing if he falls, but I I think Chin's going to be a riser. Um, on that one, Ashton Davis is the same same thing. I love Ashton Davis, great tackler, great open field tackler. Um, I just don't see it enough in coverage. Uh, just, just the opportunity, I, di- I didn't see it at all, really. Um, so again, I need my. I, if we're gonna pair a safety for Abram for the next two or three years, that's really any window in the NFL is only two to three years. If we're gonna do that, it's got to be a guy who plays over the top and can cover. Um, you know, uh, be rangy and stuff like like a Winfield. Uh, Kayvon Wallace and probably Xavier McKinney too. So that's just the reason they didn't make my list. This is they would have made my list for guys that I'm just genuinely that we're just rock hard for in general for the draft. But this is we're tailoring this to the Raiders. This is Rock Vegas. Um, quarterback this year is not. I don't like the quarterback class besides Burrow and Tua. I like Anthony Gordon, um, but I don't know. Still got questions about him. I like Jordan Love. I I think I think people think he's Mahomes that's the problem and he's not he's like kind of more Winston than Mahomes but I like him and I do think you can coach him and I, and I think if he can sit for a year I th- I think he it'd be worth it but I don't think the Raiders should do that this year I just, I I think this year just just do the do the car stand thing this year just, just humor them right load up your team load up your team and see what happens if it doesn't work then you make the move you make the move next year you go all in um for a for a quarterback if it doesn't work so I, I i didn't really look at a lot of the quarterbacks uh this year i love uh caesar ruiz but i i don't they just signed hudson to a to a an extension i would like to i think andre james is probably going to stay as the backup 
Um, he did an okay job last year. Not great, but he was – I mean, the ball got snapped, you know what I mean, to Carr, and, and Carr didn't die. So that's – that's uh, that does enough for me as a backup center. But uh, Cesar Ruiz is another guy. I think if he ever – if he does have a future at, like, guard or something, I could see the Raiders taking him in a disaster situation. But I didn't put him on here because it's it's not even close to a need. Not even close. So uh, those are guys that I love. I haven't watched everybody yet. I still got to watch a little more Denzel Mims. I've watched his senior bowl stuff, and I just I like him. I like the athlete that he is, um, and I've just seen some highlights. So I want to get more into Denzel Mims, and uh, I got to watch a little more Winfield. So, again, this list isn't final. Maybe we'll come back to it right before the draft. But, uh, again, we're, we're rock hard for these boys here, and, and not like that. That's not what I mean. My name is Glenn Rockney. We're rock hard. That's what that means. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, at Glenn Rockney on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm always down to debate, talk shit on Twitter. So if you if you hate my takes, I'm down to debate those too. So uh, thanks for listening.